astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Uh, Today we are talking about Pluto retrograde, as well as the upcoming lunar eclipse in May in the sign of Scorpio. And so we are a few weeks out from that, but it's definitely not too early to start feeling the effects of that eclipse energy. Um, As we spoke a couple episodes ago, we spoke on the solar eclipse. And then of course we have the lunar eclipse coming. So we will run through the 12 signs and how everyone should be feeling that. Uh, But before we jump into all the eclipse activity, we have to discuss Pluto retrograde because that is coming up pretty quickly here on April 29th. Yeah. Yeah. Within this next week. Yeah. You know, and Mercury always gets all of the attention for being retrograde, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, But all planets retrograde and Pluto retrogrades every year. So this is nothing necessarily new, um, but we thought we would talk about the birthdays that will definitely be strongly affected by this. And I think it's also important to talk about just because we had the Pluto return of the United States in February and because Pluto is retrograding, that means that Pluto is backing up and it is going to kind of iron over, if you will, the natal Pluto of the USA. So we knew that just because we had the one hit, that wasn't the end of the story in February. This will definitely be a theme throughout all of 2022, because we will have those three hits of Pluto conjunct the USA natal Pluto. Right. And, you know, I used to, I used to way back decades ago, used to think, well, when a planet's retrograde, okay, it's backing off. Okay. We're going to get a, <laughs> uh, a reprieve, a little vacay from the situation. I mean, that was my naive self, maybe, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Right. Of course, after going through it, you know, uh, I find it's almost just the opposite. Uh, right. When these planets, these malefics or these slow moving planets, Pluto being the slowest of all of them that we're, we're looking at, you know, when it starts, you know, putting the brakes on, which it is now, I mean, it's already at 28 degrees as we speak. Correct. Uh, it's not actually going to go, you know, retro until the 29th. But the point is, we're feeling it already. So it's kind of like someone coming to a standstill and just standing kind of on a sensitive spot in your chart, particularly if you have something around 28 degrees of Capricorn. And um, it puts a lot of pressure. It's like the problem, whatever you're perceiving as a challenge or the big change, like it just isn't lifting. It's not like we can't move on. We're still kind of stuck in whatever something, something always, it seems like with Pluto out of your control that you can't just pick up the phone and resolve the issue, you know, in a matter of a day, it's generally something, well, it takes some time to do this, right. Or you have to get other people on board. Yeah. Well, if we think about the retrograde 
because you had shared like, okay, maybe it meant like, it's not going to be as strong because it's backing right. off. But if you maybe take the analogy of, okay, you're, you need to get to the store and mm-hmm. you're halfway to the store, right? So you're starting to feel mm-hmm. accomplished. Like I'm halfway yeah. there. Yeah. And you realize, oh no, I left my wallet at home. Oh, right. That's like the backtracking that's happening as the planet then starts moving. It doesn't literally move backwards, it appears to move backwards, right? But it's moving yes. backwards. So the idea of the problem coming back up to the surface or feeling like, oh, okay, I haven't made as much movement or I haven't accomplished as much as I want to with this issue, that could absolutely be something that we feel under a retrograde. Oh, totally, totally. And it doesn't mean necessarily all bad news. Again, no. I really want with Pluto, again, because some people could be, this could be a trine, which would be maybe supportive, but it does represent that something outside of themselves, something that they are not in control of, that they're having to um, process or adapt to um, something that's bigger than themselves. So sometimes this is things like, oh, things, the economy, we just have to wait for the economy to change before we can do this, right? Or we have to wait until this merger takes place before we can go on. So again, those are lighter examples of it. There are some that can be very, you know, very, very challenging. Right. Well, why don't we, and we'll give an example actually of maybe a good way or a nice way. We'll talk about Dolly Parton in a minute, but yeah. if you're born around January 18th, you know, you're really feeling the effects of Pluto because Pluto is ironing over or conjuncting, right? right your son. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you mm-hmm. might really feel like you are in the midst of a lot of transformation, a lot of growth, feeling like your, your life is going through a literal before and after. Yeah. The good news is, of course, if we could step back or- the person is going through a rebirthing. Yeah. You know, birth, you know, just think when babies are born, all of a sudden that this is the moment, this is the time and those muscles start contracting and this baby's coming out, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind of painful sometimes. It's not, it's not comfortable. So most people, I've never seen anyone go through a Pluto sun energy and skate through it, right? No. They're, they're, they're very, um, they're worked up about it. Put it that way. No, because even after the transit, after the, after Pluto's moved on, maybe you can look back on it and say, oh, that was for the best. But, you know, as humans, we like stability and we Mm -hmm. like schedules. So anytime that you're going through change or like mom was giving the example of birthing, you know, Um, that's not a comfortable time. So while you're going through it, it can feel challenging, but that's not to say once you're on the other side of it, that you can't say, oh my gosh, that, you know, that was really transformative. And I was really able to barrel forward afterwards. Boy, that's the key thing is to keep the big picture in mind and, and not to sound like, okay, this is not good news, but the idea that, you know, Pluto is going to retrograde at this degree, April 29th, it's going to be sit there. Uh, And it's not going to go direct. It's going to come back direct in October of this fall here. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to have to hit that point again. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. The ironing that you were referring to. Uh, It's going to come back and hit it again. Again, this is um, sometimes it just takes time. It just takes time to kind of sit through these energies. It's not comfortable, not comfortable in the least. But we do have a good example of it. 
Uh, and it was just something that came up. You know, Dolly Parton has been in the news recently here in the last couple of weeks where she um, she got nominated. Uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, put her on the nomination list. Mm. And um, uh, for whatever reason, Dolly Parton advised them or told them or, you know, addressed them and saying, uh, I have not earned that right. Take me off of that nomination list. Now, again, you know, this is rock and roll, which, you know, I don't think we'd put Dolly in that category. And maybe that was part of her thinking, like, you know, she's up against like Pat Benatar, Duran Duran, Eminem, Lionel Richie. I mean, there's more, wow. but, you know, there's some big names being nominated here, which we might mm, think that's more rock and roll. I didn't know yeah. Eminem was rock and roll, but okay. Well, I don't, yeah, that's okay. True. Yeah, you're right. It they're isn't. expanding. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I shouldn't open my mouth on music. <laughs> I shouldn't show my ignorance being married Bad. to me. Really? <laughs> okay. Um, but okay, so interesting, the rock and roll um, d- denied it. They didn't accept it. Oh. And they, they came back and said they're trying to, you know, um, induct more artists that maybe are not traditional rock artists but that have made major contributions to music but they've said they're not taking her off she no she's she's staying on the nomination list okay so that's it's that's an odd i mean like don't we all wish we had that type of problem (laughs) (laughs) you know here she's being pushed into something and she's saying that's not who i am that's Mm -hmm. not my brand so to speak yeah and it's bigger than her correct which would be Pluto. Right. Yeah. But it will um, be interesting. That will be. So we mentioned January 18th, and obviously because you'd be a Capricorn, Pluto would be conjuncting your sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also need to mention that if you are sitting at 28 degrees of cancer, which would be a Pluto would be opposing your sun, that would be a July 21st birthday. And then we have to take into account the squares as well. So if you have a 28 degree Libra or Aries sun, which would be that October 22nd birthday or April 18th birthday, again, you would be feeling it quite, um, more seriously or have, yeah, more heavy than other people. Yeah. I would think particularly the Libras and the Aries, October 22nd, April 18th, because they're getting a square from it. And we've always kind of our fun way of talking about that square uh, from these Saturn or from Pluto is like, it's like a T-bone. You don't see it coming. You don't understand the full impact that something's going to have. Sometimes the conjunction or the opposition, you're much more aware of all the repercussions and what possibly could happen. But the square is oftentimes you just, you're not prepared. You're not braced for whatever is happening. Yeah. Well, we also have to talk about if you know your astrology chart, Feel mm-hmm. free to look to see, do you have anything, you know, in your chart that sits at 28 degrees, um, of Capricorn, not just your sun, does your moon sit there? Does your ascendant sit there? Uh, does your Saturn sit there? Right. Because that means that Pluto will be again, ironing over. I know I've used this word a lot, but just to reiterate it, re- um, ironing over that planet. So I know mom, you have a 29, uh, degree Capricorn ascendant. Right. Yeah. I've been sitting here seeing, I've been, I've been thinking about this day or this year, many years prior, because I realized, whoa, I'm going to go through Pluto going over my ascendant, which, you know, can be a little scary. You can have moments of like, whoa, what is that going to do? You know, the ascendant is associated with the physical body. 
Mm-hmm. So I would just, you know, again, I, I'm thinking I'm not, but I mean, I would tell a client Pluto on that ascendant, oh, you might have more issues with your colon, reproductive, eliminative no, uh, organs, uh, reproductive organs, uh, sinuses. Now, on that last one, I will claim mm-hmm. I probably have had sinus issues for a, a solid month now. And yeah. it's it, because Pluto hitting that ascendant is supposed to be detoxing right? Detoxification process. So interesting. It's gone stationary. It's going stationary one degree. Well, I know that's just as bad as being right on, you know, I mean, one degree off because it's like, it's like having someone sit on when you're in the airplane, you know, and this, and the seats are small and then someone sits right down next to you, you know, it just immediately causes you to kind of pull your energy in. Yeah. That's that's the feeling. And just to give, you know, an example, we see some planets make its way around the entire astrology wheel within a year, you know, and because Pluto moves so slowly, you know, Pluto has been in the sign of Capricorn since 2008. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. And in 2003, I'm sorry, wow. 2023, we'll Mm -hmm. see it move into Aquarius. So some people will never experience Pluto in their astrology sign. Right. And some people will never experience Pluto going over their ascendant, like mom is talking about right now. So, you know, this is a big deal. And we talk about that is, if I could interrupt there, that is a huge deal because sometimes when I'm in consultation, I say that to people, this is less than once in a lifetime event you're, you're, you're experiencing. So when you turn to your friends and uh, confide or just share what's going on, they go, Oh my God. Oh, wow. Oh, they have big reactions like that. That's never happened to me, you know? And it makes, sometimes you feel like, Oh my God, you know, there's a loneliness in some of those energies, because it's not like, like if I said, oh, I had a car accident yesterday, you know, I mean, pretty much anyone that I would say that to would say, oh yeah, I had a car accident last year. I had one, two years ago. I had one five years ago. They all can really they know to- someone that has, know- oh, my right. best friend. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you're going to get through it. Yeah. As long as you're okay, you can walk, you can talk. Okay. You're going to be okay. Right. But when a Pluto hits it isn't something necessarily that any of your close friends have ever gone through. So they may, you know, they may pull back a little bit. They may think, I'll be honest. Sometimes people feel like, what did I do to cause this situation? Or what did I did? What did I not do? So I'm sorry, I interrupted you there, but that's a key point that you said. It is. is that it's less than once in a lifetime. So sometimes it's harder to find other people who resonate, who understand what you're going through. Right. So all of those birthdays that we listed earlier, you know, talking about Pluto, either conjunction or squaring or opposing their son, you know, um, that doesn't happen often. If it's conjuncting your son, if it's that January 18th, know that, okay, it'll never conjunct your son again in your lifetime. You might experience a square or an opposition at some point, but you know, this will be the only time that you will experience this exact aspect in your chart because of how slow it moves. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my Jupiter in my natal charts, it's at 29 degrees of Capricorn. Um, so very interesting. Cause my Jupiter sits on mom's ascendant. If you were to like do a compatibility chart, Isn't that interesting. 
Yeah. So yeah. say that again, because it's a big point. It is. Yep. So my Jupiter sits at the same exact degree as mom's rising sign. So if you were to line up our charts to line up, okay, where's 29 degrees in her chart, Capricorn, where's 29 degrees in my chart, Capricorn, and then laid the charts on each other. My Jupiter sits right on her ascendant. Which, and, so you know, just, just casually, if I could just speak on that, you know, yeah. Kate has opened up my world. I mean, any mother, I think, would say that about a child, that they open their world up. But, you know, we could go down storyline lane here, but, you know, you've opened my world up, whether it is what the topic is that you're interested in, who you've met, you know, you've introduced me to a whole swath of new people. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, and my, so, I mean, I can really see that yeah. where it really has been so beneficial to me, your energy. Yeah. Well, even like the podcast, yeah, you know, being, cause I know mom's always been kind of like behind the scenes and mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the podcast yeah. is behind the scenes, cause you don't necessarily see us, but right. that idea of expansion. So as Pluto is hitting mom's ascendant, it will at the same time be hitting my Jupiter. So again, it's close enough already that we're both feeling it. Um, and Pluto Jupiter is great for big expansions can be very productive as well. Um, in my specific chart, just to throw in a little bit more language, it'll also be sextiling my Saturn. Um, and I've had some very interesting, um, I'll say offers this week that have come out, like just emails that I've gotten for new business that I'm kind of like, is that even possible? So everyone will stay tuned to kind of maybe hear what um, those might be down the line, but I'm thinking, okay, I'm starting to feel that Pluto Jupiter effect already. Well, and just for anyone, Pluto on Jupiter, just in general, not being specific to anyone's chart, Pluto Jupiter means being able to see beyond you know, it's like having, having a wonderful house. Everything is great in my life. I'm happy. And then being able to see beyond that, it's that ability. A lot of people don't, they're just so pleased with where they're at and they just want to luxuriate and take it all in. And Pluto Jupiter is what is beyond what else is there. Right. So then we'll see what else is coming. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, because we've been talking about Jupiter a lot. Jupiter is the expansion piece, but Pluto is the transformation. So it can also be expansion Mm -hmm. in a very transformative way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on. That was supposed to just be our small topic, but I feel like we (laughs) um, spent a good amount of time on that. So let's get into uh, the lunar eclipse that's coming here. uh, May 16th, it's going to be happening at 25 degrees of Scorpio. So We've been talking about Capricorn quite a bit so far. Now we're going to switch gears and talk about 25 degrees of Scorpio. Um, Lunar eclipses are typically associated with the idea of endings. And uh, because eclipses, we've talked about the kind of the definition of it, but they can be a little volatile because we want to think of that word eclipse. And I give the example of if you know we're planning all on going to dinner on Friday night and we're really excited. And on the way to dinner, someone gets a flat tire and this flat tire now totally eclipses the night, right? Where now they don't show up or maybe some people leave dinner to go help them that the, something happened that was maybe out of our control or that we didn't expect happen. And now we have to switch gears or pivot and deal with that instead. Mm -hmm. And, And it doesn't mean necessarily that 
it, it just it ruined it ruined the event. Well, it, it, you didn't enjoy the event in that way, but because of that flat tire, something else may have happened. It may set you up for something else. Yeah, no, they could have finished the flat tire and then said, oh, this restaurant's across the street. Let's go right. there. And maybe they right. even had a better time than they right. would have at the other restaurant. So no, it doesn't have to be just a sad storyline or hard storyline, but it usually does catch you off guard or things might not go in the exact order that you thought. So it is, it is kind of hard to predict at this time when we're under eclipse energy, how something's going to play out. What I find interesting about it is lunar eclipse immediately implies it's a full moon yes. and the full moon means lots of light, lots of light in the midst of darkness. So very difficult to hold a secret under this energy. Yeah. <laughs> Oftentimes this is where secrets come out. Oh, we got engaged. Oh, you know, we, we eloped, you know, there, there are things, information can come out that maybe things that just happened that no one knew about now. Oh. This is what's going on. This is what's happened. Yeah. Um, so we started um, the eclipse cycle on the Taurus and Scorpio axis in late 2021. Yes. Um, so we will go back and talk about that time as well. But the last eclipse um, on this cycle happened in 2013 to 2014. Right. So, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, I want to make a few comments on that one because there's a cycle in place right. and uh, starting in the fall of 2021 through October of 2023, all the lunar eclipses will occur in Taurus or Scorpio. Yeah. So I want all the Tauruses and Scorpios to realize they're getting a lot of attention. And when you're under this period, suggest suggests that things change significantly in your life. They're measurable. We can see. So you might want to, Taurus and Scorpio in particular, might want to sit back and think, okay, what did my life look like in the fall of 2021? And how is it already shifting, changing? And these turning points, these lunar eclipses are kind of steps in the puzzle, the steps in the transition. If I go back to 2013, 2014, I'm a Scorpio. I guess I should remind everyone I'm a Scorpio. So this, this series of eclipses is having more impact. Maybe it's more visible with, with my life. And 2013, 2014 was fascinating time period uh, for a, a variety of uh, interesting storylines that were going on at that point. Kate, you came back to live with us uh, mm -hmm. for you know, less than a year, but you know you came back into the household, which that was, you know, turned out well, well, from our viewpoint, yep. you know, you were in transition, Tyler finished up his education, and he briefly came home and stayed with us as well. So all of a sudden, the Swick family was yeah. back in mojo again. I mean, there's something we had kind of tearfully, okay, that's era is over. And then all of a sudden, you know, and everyone was gainfully employed and doing their thing. And it was, it was, it was some of our best years, 2013 and 2014, I thought. Now we lost uh, Bill's father during that time period as well. So there were some changes, definitely a lot of focus on family though, a mm -hmm. lot. We had a wedding, yeah. we had a divorce, we had a funeral, <laughs> big events happened in, in that two-year window. Right. Right. So, and now here we are again. So um, just to reiterate, happened last in 2013, 2014. It just started again here, November of 2021. And um, so now we're, we're talking about the one that's happening on May 15th. So, you know, you could go back 
Obviously, if you're a Taurus and Scorpio, think about 2013, 2014. Maybe if your memory doesn't serve you the best, you could even just think back to November. um, What was starting around November of 2021? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we do have to talk about I, uh, our government, I'll say, when we talk about this, because yes. uh, President Biden has his son and his ascendant at uh, 27 degrees of Scorpio, which is close wow. enough. We're talking about 25 degrees of Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Um, if we look to last November, I mean, it happened down to the day for him yes, on uh, November 19th, that lunar eclipse was on the opposite end, 27 Taurus. And, you know, he pushed over his presidential powers or transferred them to Kamala Harris uh, when he went under for a medical procedure. Granted, it was only like an hour and 10 minutes or something. But if we use that word eclipsed, right, that Kamala eclipsed Biden's power for that short amount of time. Mm And very interesting, if you go back on Biden's cycle, I just did a little Googling, obviously, to quickly pull up what was going on in Biden's life uh, in 2013. Well, he was inaugurated. He was inaugurated as VP and his son, Bo, who subsequently died. He was diagnosed that year with uh, the brain cancer. Yeah. And of course, he did. He passed in 2015. But um, and, and by the way, I didn't get into it, but there was a whole thing about Hunter and, uh, you know, some of the complications that Hunter is facing right now with some of his doings yeah. that he was had gone on. I think it was I lost my storyline here. Is it China? Whoever he was uh, going to uh, doing some business with that is now considered a little controversial was also going on. Uh, uh, the actual and, stuff was going on then. So anyhow, he will be visiting. That's that sensitive point. Very so, similar storylines. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm for our country. Obviously, it's not good when our leader has an eclipse going on. We know they're in a weakened state. And now is this just in the polls, which are bad? So, you know what, mm-hmm. what I'm hearing? Or is it more of his health? Um, yeah, these are concerns. Now, on the other hand, when you look at Kamala Harris, she has her Jupiter at 24 Taurus. Mm. So this, um, the 25 Scorpio is opposing it. We saw what happened in November. This time, of course, it's opposing it. So it, it did favor her. I mean, can you imagine having being president for an hour and a half? <laughs> hope, yeah. you hope, hope nothing goes wrong, so to speak, on your watch. I mean, it had to be very stressful, I would think. But anyhow, uh, you know, it's happening again. Now, is she going to have power again? Or what's going on here that somehow, I suspect she's going to be flattered somehow. Yeah, what's going on. One person as well that you didn't put in the notes, but we have to talk about would be Queen Elizabeth. Yes, uh, because her midheaven, Mm. I don't have the notes, but it sits at 25, I believe Scorpio. Um, or Taurus, it is on this. It is it's one of oh, those. Okay. Um, and if we look back to November, um, she lost power over Barbados, I believe it was. Right. Yeah. Which, again, her midheaven, so her public reputation, again, something that she mm-hmm. governs or rules. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, her midheaven, is also getting hit again as we go into this cycle. So it will be interesting to see um, maybe what kind of power is taken away from her or given to her as we go into this next passed on to pass on right on possibly yeah uh you know uh, we just insert it we've said it before but eclipses have a lot to do affecting the rulers of countries 
mm-hmm. the presidents, the queens, the the monarchs, the you know the prime ministers. They they seem to be more. It's these eclipses are major when you talk about mundane astrology, which is the astrology of countries and their interrelationships in the world with other countries. So again, that, that's why we kind of pick on, go to our president. It's important to kind of, because in our case, it reflects our country and we want to know what's going on because if something bad's happening for him, it's challenging for us. Yep. Yep. Eclipses are definitely affect royalty. <laughs> Uh, I think we did a whole episode on uh, kings and queens and princes and princesses that are born or pass away under eclipses that Mm -hmm. are change Mm -hmm. um, roles. Okay. Well, um, I'm sure everyone would love to hear about how this affects them as well. So let's start um, with Tauruses. It uh, will be hitting your solar uh, seventh house. So um, there should be a sense of being seen or emerging. So we do have a lot of, it looks like we have almost a celebrity for each of these to kind of just give an example of how we're seeing it play out on uh, the public sense, but we could talk about John legend. He just launched his Las Vegas residency um, at the planet Hollywood. So how as a Taurus, are you being seen or you emerging maybe in ways that you were not expecting? Right. And then we have Amber Heard, who's in conflict with uh, Johnny Depp, you know, um, she's kind of getting the wrong kind of publicity on some level, I would think, but uh, she's being seen. I never even knew who she was until these trials started. And, And on a small note, I had a client who just received her acceptance letter for college, and it's a prestigious college, and there's a lot of status in going there. And there she is. She's being seen. She's emerging. She's coming in over the ascend or the descendant coming into the public eye. So it's a big deal, needless to say, going off to college and, you know, going someplace that you really want to be. Yeah. Uh, For our Geminis, it's hitting your solar sixth house of work. Um, So there should be some work or legal developments happening. Yeah. You know, I learned something new about the sixth house this week that was just fascinating. It was talking about sixth house means unequal relationships. Uh, environments where you go into where clearly you're answering to someone above you or someone else is answering to you. So this sounds pretty normal, kind of sounds like a work thing, but there's other areas as well where you are the new new person uh, in the group. And so you kind of, you know, cowtail to everyone above you. Uh, so there is this uh, whole influence there about, you know, um, uh, how to fit in. So the fact that there's an eclipse there, maybe it's becoming apparent to you Mm -hmm. what the inherent order is. Right. And just because like, I understand what you're saying about unequal relationships were at work. That's normal. There's a boss, they have more power, but it could be realizing that this boss that has more power doesn't maybe have more knowledge that there isn't like they have that power, but it's not necessarily equal based on that they're governing you and maybe you have more experience or something. So that could be amplified under this energy. It absolutely could be. It could be that the idea becomes apparent that you're seen for what you are contributing. So yes, there could be some shuffling going on there about the ranking and very good. If you're, if you need to document anything, uh, by the way, this is Johnny Depp's uh, Gemini. He's going on the record. He's telling his story. I, I don't, I, I have fallen away from that interpretation, but the sixth house is learning to tell your story. 
Hmm. Learning to tell your life story. And I just saw bits and pieces of it, but that was quite a story he told about his relationship with his mother growing up. Oh, I didn't even hear that. Oh, yeah. It's wild. Very wild. TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> um, for our cancers, or I should say cancer risings, um, this would be activating your fifth house. So there should be some new opportunities to shine or to stand out. So the idea that there could be an empty platform somewhere that's almost saying, Hey, do you want to come give this a shot? Do you want to come show what you have for this? Mm -hmm. And what about Elon Musk? I did not know this. Oh yeah. Oh, (laughs) well, he said very clearly he, that he wants to buy Twitter. He wants to take it private. I mean that, you know, talk about ego and control and being seen in the public take, you know, so again, that just happened. Yeah. Again, uh, is it going to happen? That's questionable. Uh, but uh, that's, he's stated it very boldly. That's a real Leo. And he's, he's obviously as a Leo-ish fifth house, but he's a cancer himself, but yeah, but that a new platform, you know, I was thinking, oh, maybe there's a new position. Maybe there's a vacancy at your work and you're saying, Hey, I can step into this. Maybe I'll give it a Mm -hmm. shot. He's his new platform would be, could be Twitter (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, for Leo's or Leo rising. It's activating the fourth house. So big focus on um, the on moving home improvements, lifestyle changes. I would even think just maybe even strong messages about where you belong. You know what, and what, what I, you know, what, what, key phrase is returning home Mm, yeah returning home there may be a reason to go back to embrace something about your life your family your heritage anything of that nature i mean we have a very our most famous leo uh one of them at least again would be uh obama you know he 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 returned to the white house this week Mm -hmm. I was for the celebration of the Affordable Care Act and which is all about the people and that's the fourth house as well. But there was a, you know, brought back memories from the past. Yeah. Well, and in doing so, you know, I mean, obviously that's a very public example. We don't know how Obama felt about that, but, you know, think of us as just, you know, our friends going back home, there's emotions that come up. There's things Mm -hmm. that you forgot. There's, it can be quite emotional, I would think for the Leos. Yeah. Um, for Virgos, it's a Virgo rising hitting your third house. So amplifying the sector about licensing, about having to apply for some sort of special status um, or having to prove yourself in some, in some way. And isn't that funny? I mean, uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, governor of Florida, who actually uh, proposed and there got approved uh, to dissolve Walt Disney's special governing power in that state. So they had their own little uh, uh, control over their geography, so to speak. And now they're dissolving it. It doesn't take place immediately, but will take place like over the course of 18 months, but big deal. Uh, again, I, I learned a lot this week, Kate, I was doing a lot of reading and you know what? I do think that's, that's part of that Mercury being accentuated in my chart. My Mercury's in Scorpio and here I'm all of a sudden really enjoying getting, you know, beefing up interpretations, reading other astrologers, what they're saying, and trying to, you know, build some more breath into uh, our type of interpretations. And yeah. they said the third house, and this would be the Virgos would be experiencing this. The third house is the people who ask questions, who say, why? Why are we doing that? Why does the law written that way? Why have we given this? And here's Ron DeSantis dissolving. I mean, Disney's had this right or privilege for 
don't know, 50 some years. Mm. So it's not like a something that just happened and they, they repealed it. Poking holes and poking holes. Very good. For our Libras or Libra risings, it's activating your second house. So this would be a great time to tend to money, to income. Uh, could be that you are redefining what uh, like money means to you or what resources mean to you. And also we have to put emotional milestones in there. So uh, Will Smith is our going to be our poster Libra mm-hmm. <laughs> today that we'll talk about. Um, I, he's had some financial setbacks. But also projects have been dropped. Netflix dropped something they were in the midst of with him. And, you know, it's affected his future income. And he, I'm right. sure this is simply a matter of coming to terms with it. Okay. I can't count on that. Can't count on that now. You know, I'm sure he's going to be okay. Right. I'm not I'm thinking sure. any of us are overly worried about him financially, but, you know, I'm sure he's cutting back somewhere in his budget. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, when we talk about Scorpio's, um, or a Scorpio rising hitting that first house. So we talk about the body. Yeah. Um, we, I would think have to talk about handshake as well, but it's the idea of how we physically present ourselves to someone, mm-hmm. you know, what people can really see from the outside. So, yeah. you know, yeah. mom's a Scorpio, she joined a health club. So big focus on the body. Spending a lot of time in that treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> Activating my mercury, getting my arms and legs going. Right? Yeah. Right, but literally. even- you know, and I don't know if you're okay with me sharing this, but cause I'm trying to think when did your massages start? Oh yeah, you're right. Wow. Oof. Yeah. They started right there at the very first of the year, right after the, okay. uh, right yeah. after the first e- set yeah. of eclipses, then in November, December, mm-hmm. yeah. Mom started getting yeah. like full body massages at the home. I think yeah. once yeah. a week focusing on the body. Yes. And I made a commitment. I said, and, and, uh, uh, Shellen, I said, Shellen, Shellen, book me in for the whole year. I'm, yeah. I'm committed. This is yeah. going to happen this whole calendar year. Yeah. So yeah. even if it's not like, oh, maybe you don't have any weight to lose, but you're saying, oh, I'm getting massages now. Or I'm getting weekly facials that there's mm-hmm. something that we're focused on focusing on the outward yes. physical body. Yes. Yes. Um, for our Sagittarius's or Sagittarius rising affecting your 12th house. So big focus on Mm self-improvement and, um, you know, 12th house is a little bit more secretive. So there can be a little bit more internal discussion about things where you're revisiting things that you forgot about, or things that I say you've kind of put into the basement, um, Mm -hmm. of your life, not necessarily a physical basement. And you might be very, (laughs) um, aware of where you're trying to break out. So we talk about imprisonment with that 12th house of where you're being tethered or where you're stuck Mm -hmm. and whether that's physically or emotionally. Mm -hmm. So you might be addressing or just being more aware of things that you're, you no longer want to put up with. Or excuse me, allowing yourself, allowing yourself the freedom to do something. Um, for our, our Capricorns or Capricorn rising affecting your 11th house. So we already did talk about um, Dolly Parton about being nominated. So I just went back. I thought, well, okay, we've talked about it already. We can see she's getting, you know, 11th house. That is usually hanging with the big guys, the big people, people that are a success dominating markets. Um, but when I went back to 2013, 2014, well, she was having, a, you know, she was doing a lot of expansion. Then she had got a Grammy award. 
uh, you know, at that point, and she had launched a big, you know, one of her world tours kicked off in that year, both of which were very successful. So here she is again. But uh, that's good for Capricorns. Capricorns, you know, you should be getting some kudos. You should be included in invitations to be a part of. So I would expect good news for Capricorns. Yeah, I think they should be getting like signs about where they belong. Mm. Like what groups and association, like, again, when it's the eclipse doesn't have to be good or bad, but again, maybe it's like, oh, I wasn't included in that. Okay. Now I know like Mm -hmm. that's not my core group anymore, or maybe you're being invited in. So that could even be not just friends, but even things like churches, groups that you belong to. What messages are you getting about belonging? Um, For Aquarius, it's hitting um, the 10th house. So reputation alert. What is going on with that public uh, sector in your life? Again, very similar to what we talked about with Scorpio, when we said like the physical body, what people can see from the outside, you know, Aquarius is they might have an influx in things that they're posting on social media about what they're doing, because it's very public um, in regards to like their responsibility or their roles in life. Whatever they're doing, everyone pretty much are going to have to know about it. It's public. Right. So it, all of a sudden, why are you not here? Where are you? What are you doing? Type of thing. It becomes just things that you have to explain to people. This is what's going on with me. This is what's happening. Right. I thought it was interesting. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, uh, obviously, um, has been caught on tape recently in something that where he, he's uh, he's been pro-Trump, supporting Trump, and then now he's caught on tape saying Trump's got to go, you know, and so there's some conflict going on there, but there's a case his reputation is up in question. Oh, pro or anti, which, which are you, so to speak? So that's just a a clean, simple example. It's not going to be the end all form or anything of that nature, but his reputation is, oh, what, what, what exactly, where, where do you stand on this issue? Right. Uh, We also have to talk about Zelensky being an Aquarius. So yeah. eclipse is happening right up in his 10th house we'll be opposing his hades as well yeah that's not a good one but uh i I don't know that i I don't know (laughs) not not good not good yeah um for pisces or pisces rising hitting and affecting that ninth house so there should be some nice uh, happy announcements, royal announcements happening. Um, you know, ninth house does rule out expansion. So it's also a great time where you might just pick up a book, not thinking much of it, and then kind of go down the rabbit hole and, and get just a real learning curve of knowledge. Um, so any way that you can expand, whether that's through just a very traditional schooling or just picking up a hobby and then realizing, oh, I'm going to deep dive into this. Right. But it also means running with that right crowd, running with other professionals. And I found it interesting that Simone Biles, who is our Pisces, Mm -hmm. uh, she got engaged. Now, I believe he's a football player. I'm pretty sure about that. But again, someone who has a very clear status in, in the public eye about who he is. It's not just somebody that, you know. But also, yeah, if we go back to that idea of expansion, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you went from one to two. Mm-hmm. you know, and even if there's a lot of, um, like you're saying, if he's a football player, there's a lot of association as well around, um, mm-hmm. his name that again, just more expansion yeah. with, yeah, I agree with them teaming up essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last but not least, we have our Aries or Aries rising, uh, 
highlighting that eighth house. So it could be a big focus on construction projects or anything doing to do with big monies. So loans, debt, refinancing, anywhere where you're like signing your name to paper when it comes to money. Uh, could even just be that big bucks are coming your way. <laughs> well, big, big commitments. Look at Lady Gaga. She's our great Aries example. You know, she's just launching this huge world tour. I mean, really, can you imagine a world tour? How much work that really must be to pull off. Yeah. But yet there'll be big bucks, huge bucks, I'm sure. Right. And that's what I assume motivates them. <laughs> right. You know, but uh, a good, it's, it's Aries, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, but also when we talk about eighth house being ruled by Pluto, you know, you might be getting your hands messy. We talk about construction projects, but right. you could be getting kind of into the nitty gritty of something as well. Right. And kind of being willing to take it on. I mean, if we think about like that big tour, you know, that we could use that interpretation for that as well, but oh. you're getting into it, you know, like yeah. you're not, yeah. this isn't yeah. anything yeah. on the superficial. You're very committed to what's going on. Correct. Correct. Okay, well, that sums up our talk today on uh, the Pluto uh, retrograde, as well as the upcoming eclipse um, cycle. So anything that you want to add to close today, mom? Nope, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm happy to be alive and well. <laughs> That's all. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to talking to you guys next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.